Yeah. And for the second part, sensing. If you can tell us about how we can uh, you, you thought about design sensor, because I think that's something we had also in other episodes about the, the challenge about designing sensor for software, software robots. Uh, how do you see um, the current design sensor? Do you think we still have to advance uh, uh, the resolution of the sensing for software robots? Uh, how we design sensors for soft robots? Yeah, this yeah, this is a very challenge because I feel a sensor is a um, a big challenge for soft robots because soft robots can have very complex shape and uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's difficult to measure all of the state. Uh, so the sensor, I feel, uh, it also kind of two categories. One category is some people only care about the end factor, then we can, if we have this uh, requirement, say we only care about the end point, the end factor, then we may have some a little bit of, uh, simpler uh, sensor. For example, mm -hmm. kind of uh, infrared uh, sensor, we can just estimate the end, end point. Uh, for most cases, we want to uh, know, we want to estimate the shape of the soft robots, then this will be will create create some challenges. Uh, as far as uh, until now, I still feel the embedded vision sensor, which I'm currently studying, is one of the great uh, potential solution for this uh, shape estimation, because the soft robot they may have like spatial deformation in 3D, and have inflections. A traditional sensor like the uh, piezo flexure sensor, mm -hmm. uh, as, as far as for I knew, they only provide like a constant, uh, they can estimate the deformation with a constant curvature. Uh, if any deformation complex than that, uh, they won't be able to provide the uh, estimation of the shape. Mm -hmm. So I feel, uh, yeah, vision is a good. Um, is a good uh, solution, either embedded inside of the uh, soft robots or like a global vision sensor, you can get uh, the full state estimation for the shape of the soft robots. Yeah, that's my, yeah, my personal viewpoint. That's really two excellent points. Um, I would like to thank you for uh, being clear about that. And I think I, think I agree with you. I agree with uh, that sometimes, and that's leads to another question. Uh, do, you, do you think, at, as we are in the field, we fully understand the physics behind either smart material or I think because that's something we ask, do you think the community have to focus for designing a smart material? Because we know there's a limitation in the current smart material like ionic conductive polymer or IBMC. But coming back to your, your statement, what you said earlier, I think that's a question. Do you think when we focus on the end of picture, because sometimes we focus on the end of picture and neglecting the dynamics happening along over the special domain. And of course it would be complex if we speak about uh, anisotropic material and high nonlinear, so it's more complex. So. so maybe if we can answer the question, do you think we understand the physics behind the smart material or software? Uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, yes and no. <laughs> uh, definitely, we uh, we have some uh, understanding on uh, mechanics or energy modeling of some of the smart material, like the uh, shape memory alloys, uh, piezoelectric materials, 
and the magnetostrictive materials. Yeah, we knew the uh, mechanics and energy modeling for this material, but um, it is difficult to argue that this material can represent all smart material. And it is also difficult to argue that uh, these mechanics or modeling we learned can represent everything of this kind of material. Uh, it's just like uh, we uh, touched the air of an elephant. Uh, for sure, we knew something about the ear of the elephant, but we can't say we knew everything about this elephant. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's my feel. So I feel we have some understanding, but it's not entire, entire we, we do not understand the entire physics about the uh, smart materials. Mm -hmm. 